Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am very excited today to be here with Mark Nix. Mark is a 2001 graduate of our program and is currently the Director of Recreation and Community Services for Mission Viejo, California. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. Good morning. Good morning to you. Mark was just telling me that uh, he has not been in his office for for quite a while and uh, uh, finally came in to do the podcast from his office and they're trimming the, uh, uh, you know, I'm not from California, so I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right. Is it, did, I think you said Bougainvillea. Is that right? Everybody says it different, but different. Yeah, I say Bougainvillea. Bo- Bougainvillea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what I, uh, I was telling Mark that from experience, I know that, uh, uh, trimming, uh, Bougainvillea is, uh, is very dangerous because they have like really sharp thorns. And, uh, my, we, we had, uh, we had one on our front porch. It was like one of those that like weaved up the front porch and I'd get bit by one, by it, uh, periodically, like, uh, once or twice a week. And I finally, after two years, uh, without asking my wife, I cut it out. <laughs> and she, uh, she at first was a little angry because she really liked how beautiful it was, but uh, she got over it. <laughs> I planted good move. Good I move. planted some nice things in in its place. So, uh, yeah, you know, Mark, we're really excited to talk to you today. You know, we, um, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but I teach our introductory course in our major. And you know, since we've we've since we shifted to experience industry management. We've changed that intro course, obviously, to introduction to the experience industry. Um, but I think you'll appreciate that um, that we we still teach um, we still teach about our roots and our, our roots in the recreation movement um, and, and the parks and recreation departments that grew out of that recreation movement are still at the core of what we teach students. And, um, and uh, so it's very exciting to see someone or to talk to someone who has reached, um, you know, upper level management that is essentially a, a CEO of recreation in um, in in their town and uh, uh, so I think that's really exciting so let's uh, but let's back up before we talk about your current position where are you from originally mark I was born and raised in Mission Viejo California so no I'm way all right. So Thomas Wolf, you can go home again, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. That's my North Carolina, my North Carolina author there, right? But um uh so what was it like growing up in Mission Viejo? What did your parents do? What were you into when you were growing up? Uh well, it's really all I've ever known, other than going to Cal Poly, but you know, Mission Viejo was a fun place to grow up. It had um, you know, it it's it was being developed as I grew up here. So we got to constantly see different things changing within the city, new roads being put in, rec centers being built, um, different shopping centers coming into play, bumping around to different schools and stuff like that. It was a hometown. It was a nice downtown. People got together for parades. People got together trick-or-treating and, you know, all the youth sports and everything in town. Um, it was really a great place to grow up. And, Part of the reason why my wife and I are here still in Mission Viejo is I can't leave. I love it too much. It's been great. But my parents did a great job. Uh, well, I think they did a great job raising me. I can't say that for my brother, but um, <laughs> we, they did an, an excellent job. My, my mom was a pharmacist tech, and my dad was in fire protection. Okay. But one thing that I will uh, mention about them, which kind of leads in maybe to another question, but... They were very involved in my life growing up. They were always 
present at no matter what I did. They supported me right. uh, and they were always there and they got involved with whatever I got involved with. You know, they were helped out with the PTA or they helped out with the boosters and things like that. And I think later we'll talk about that, but that was very influential for me in my career path. Of course. Um, I welcome anybody that wants to come down to Mission Viejo. It's a great place to be. There you go. There you go. Right on. And, um, you know, whether a small town or a big town, that being involved in, in your kids' lives and, and, um, and being an influential figure there, that's a, it's obviously a huge, a huge element. So that's, that's great to, that's great to hear. Were you, um, were you an athlete, an, an artist, uh, into drama? What were you into when you were, when you were a kid? I think, uh, you would call me a mutt. I was pretty much. I was pretty much involved in everything. I okay. did I like a little that. bit about everything and didn't specialize in any one thing. So yeah, I played baseball growing up, uh, soccer growing up, tried volleyball. So I had the sports side. Then I fell in love with music and I trombone. And that took me all the way actually to Cal Poly. Uh, but I was up for anything. If you said, hey, let's go do this. I was in. I wanted to try it all. Do what I liked the most. Cooking. Uh, never got into theater. I just can't remember lines. That's that's the only thing. I actually love theater, but there's no way I could remember a line. And and I always joke around like I always wanted to be a waiter too. But I mean, as soon as I'd leave your table, I'd forget what you ordered, or forget to bring you the ketchup or stuff like. That. So I was like, I can't do it. I just can't. Do it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I. Uh... You know, I, I'm with you. I, I was a waiter, and and um, but I, I always I always wrote stuff down because I definitely yeah. couldn't. You know, you're you're running around. You get in the weeds, like you know, you go to like three tables of people asking for different things. I'm like, what did that table say three tables ago? You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway, well that that sounds awesome. Uh, we we have some of that in common. I I play baseball as well, and and kind of got into uh. Uh, got into a, a little bit of everything, so I think that's uh, that's one great thing about small towns and and um, or, or you know uh, towns where where you can make them your own community. Um, I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't discount the fact that um, in big towns there are small communities within big towns that that kind of replicate those small towns that we have. You know, I hear people uh, talk about the experience in, in growing up in LA, and it's like, well, what was it like with all that traffic? And, and people are they're like, ah, we didn't get in the traffic like (laughs) we stayed in our small community you know and so it's like oh okay well that makes that makes a little bit more sense but um so so let's talk about um as you were growing up um you you had a uh a mom who was in the healthcare field and and, um a dad in firefighting what was your dream job growing up well again i bounced around so much i would say for the longest time it was i wanted to be a veterinarian because i had a lot of pets growing up i really enjoyed them Um, that was like my big, that was my first dream job. And then, uh, as I moved on, I started thinking about it and then all of a sudden I wanted to be a dentist or I wanted to be a pilot. I mean, I was all over the map, but, and I actually chose landscape architecture and that's actually what brought me to Cal Poly. Oh, wow. Okay. It did not. It was landscape architecture got me into Cal Poly and that's what I started with. 
Okay, cool. Well, one of our sister fields that a lot of people don't think about as a sister field of ours, but obviously with with uh, with parks um, being a, a a very big part of what we do, um, that that landscape architecture and their design of our our spaces is um is uh, they're considered a sister a sister major of ours. So I, lo- I love hearing that. Um, and you know, I, I I apologize if I laughed out of turn. I thought you were making um, earlier. I thought you were uh, making a dig. At your brother there. Um, um, but then I, I wasn't sure you didn't laugh. So I wasn't sure if that was a dig or not, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, do you, did you have siblings growing up? Well, it was a dig at my brother and okay. yeah. Okay. Good Older brother. He's, okay. he's about six years older than me. He went to UC Davis, played baseball. He was the athlete of the family. He, mm-hmm. he was big into baseball and, and used that to get into UC Davis ended up going into, uh, sales for medical uh, products and things like that, but okay. up in the East Bay area, Danville. Okay, cool. Each other every once in a while. We we're on good terms. But okay, good, good. Well, I'm always like, the favorite son when I talk, and he's course. the favorite son when he talks. <laughs> well, see, I thought you were doing a dig, and then I said, "Oh man, I laughed," and maybe that wasn't a dig. Maybe he was being serious. Maybe his he, he's in prison right now. Yeah, and, right. That's what I thought. <laughs> you were, that's where I thought you were going. I was like, so I just dropped it, and then I thought, well, I better go back and apologize. Uh, but it, but anyway, so um, so you, you so landscape architecture. That's what you got into Cal Poly for. Um, so let's talk about that experience and coming to, to San Luis Obispo and, and what that was like. Um, when did you, um, when did you eventually see the light and, uh, and, and come to the, uh, come to the light side? <laughs> uh, about uh, two quarters in, okay. I made okay. quarters with landscape architecture. And, uh, there was a guy in the, a professor, his name was Omar. Mm-hmm. And he wore this fish tie all the time. And, uh, you know, the intro classes were great. And then I got into the drawing classes and I thought, man, I am not a drawer at all. So, you know, I can't remember things and I can't draw. So I got to find something else. Right. And uh, I ended up walking up to the admissions office just going, what am I going to do? I've got Uh something else. And that's where at the time, Recreation Administration, there was a flyer there. I read it. And it really was like reading my resume or autobiography. Everything it described, described things that I had been doing with all the clubs and organizations I had been in, uh-huh. in school, whether it was Model United Nations, music program, uh, mock trial, track and field. Track and field. Um, I was always the one that was setting up our end of the year banquets and stuff like that and organizing our trips across country for debates and stuff like that. Right. It fit me to a T and I go, this is it. Love it. Has brought me here. It's all happening for a reason. I love it. You know, I was just talking with um, Dr. Carolyn Shank, who I, I know you, uh, I know you're uh, well aware of. Um, and, uh, and we talked about that a little bit, you know, how um, we have, an, I think we have a number of students um, that, that I talk to who say things like that, like when they, when they realize that we're here, right, when they realize there's a major, and mostly they hear through word of mouth, um, um, it, it is almost like a calling. It's like, oh, yeah, I was always the one, um, I was always the one planning the parties, and I was always the one doing this or doing that, and so, um, so I really love it, and I think it's, um, I think it shows, too, that 
that leaders are attracted to our major um, and, and ones that are used to organizing and leading things. And so, um, so that's really exciting. So once you got into the major, can you reflect on a little bit about what you did while you were here in terms of building your, um, building your experience, building your, um, your skills and, and attributes related to, to management? Did you, did you get involved right away with clubs or what, what did you do? While you were here. Uh, yeah, well, even when I started as a, a freshman, I was already getting involved in stuff. I mentioned music. So, of course, I was in the marching band there and got to watch our football team and uh, get them psyched for the game. But I also got involved with the campus police department. They, at the time, I don't know if they even still exist, the CSO program where we were it, doing it does, yeah. Band and, you know, security at some of the rec center concerts. We saw some great bands come through, Third Eye Blind. Uh, Blink 182. Wow. Even Bob Dylan was there when I came through. So that was kind of <laughs> no get way. with that. Well, I don't appreciate um, you going uh, Blink 182, Third Eye Blind, <laughs> and then then Bob Dylan. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll uh, as a big Bob Dylan fan, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> well, I ended up best for last. But, yeah, there you uh, go. Best for last. <laughs> yeah, even in the dorms, I would help our RA plan stuff. Right. Uh, and go on excursions. I did for our Yosemite uh, Tower 8. I planned a uh, trip down to Disneyland and stuff for our whole whole dorm. It was just awesome. It was, I got involved wherever I could. I even went to some of the uh, meetings. I never actually followed through, but I got involved with creating the Rose Parade float. I started going over there. I mean, right on sports and stuff like that. Right. Um, Right. As far as leadership on campus, uh, I would say with the CSO program, I ended up being the top CSO there and running the CSO program. So I always had that drive in wanting uh-huh. to do more, take on more responsibility. Yeah. Maybe, you know, kind of be in charge, right? And, right. and share my experiences with other people. Um, I joined the open house committee for, I was on that uh-huh. for about three years and stuff and helped plan that. I was always trying to get involved and, do stuff that I enjoyed, but also never just be that one item. You know, I don't want to be called the musician or something like that. I wanted to be diverse. I think that really helped me, you know, in my career because I can pull off of all these different experiences growing up and and getting involved in organizations. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine this, the CSO position, I'm sure you, you have to do a lot with, with um, security and law enforcement at events and, and whatnot that, and all of that interaction and being a municipal um, organization. So, um, you know, I think this is a good time to point out, and, and this is something that I don't know if you know this or not, but in 2017, um, I uh, led the team that published the book on Learn by Doing for Cal Poly. And and one of the things that um, that I learned through that experience is that, yes, Cal Poly abso- absolutely has an experiential education set up for students, but but ultimately it, it's up to it's up to you as a student to really embrace that ethos. And and that's one of the things that 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 I've um 
been most excited about with Cal Poly students is that they do. It is a full campus. Um, it is a full mm-hmm. campus ethos. And and um, and those experiences like you just talked about are, are invaluable in, in helping you to, to grow and develop. You know, this is kind of an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I try to ask it of most of my guests. Like, is there an enduring memory that really stands out uh, during your time in San Luis Obispo, like a, a thing that you look back back and idealize or, or, um, or, you know, not just one experience. Um, it could be, it could be a set of experiences. Well, I think that's a tough question because there were so many good memories at Cal Poly. I was really fortunate to be there, but I would say the first memorable one would have been right out the gate with week of welcome, you know, the wow. Program. Yeah. That look back and I that really set the tone for me at Cal Poly. I've still got friends that I met there. Um, it, it just allowed me to feel comfortable on campus. It was my first time away from home. Mm-hmm. It became my family, that group of people. In fact, I forgot to mention that the next year I became a wow counselor, just mm-hmm. again, another experience and another way to give back. Yeah. yeah. So that would be it. You know, I mean, the deep friendships that I met during week welcome um, and making me feel comfortable at Cal Poly and going, yep, I made the right decision. Right, 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 right. So, so you graduated from Cal Poly, like we said, in 2001, and you, um, you started right away in municipal recreation, um, with the city of Tustin. Um, can you talk about that? You know, you said, um, that after those two quarters and being there in the admissions office and seeing the flyer that, that it hit you, like, this is what I want to be. Right. And you go through the major and obviously you learn about lots of different, um, uh, pathways that you can take. So what, what ultimately led you to municipal recreation? Well, I've always enjoyed, and I'm going to, I'll get to that question, but I've always enjoyed traveling. So in my mind, I wanted to be, I had a good friend whose dad was a general manager at the Anaheim Marriott. And so I thought, okay, I want to get into the hotel business. So my, my focus was actually commercial tourism. That's where I thought I was going with some special event experience. Got you. And so I, that I really enjoyed it, but you know, I had to come home every summer and I had to find a job. And so I went over to the careers, was looking around, and the city of Tustin had a part program assistant available that was basically overseeing the operations of a rec center and gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And I got the position, I went down there one summer and loved it. And that was my first taste of municipal government working in a recreation department. And I just fell in love with it. There was, you know, a summer going on. We had basketball leagues. We had the tiny tots, the parent and me classes going. Uh, I just really dug the interaction with the people coming in, trying to get different experiences and then trying to help them. So that's when I was sold. And then each summer after that, I would call Tustin up and say, hey, what do you have? And they had a spot for me. Somebody had just retired. Somebody, you know, was out on maternity leave. And I... It just, again, one of those fate moments where it was meant to be, and I kept going back. So that's what, that's what sold me. And then fortunately, when I re, uh, retired, when I graduated <laughs> from Cal Poly, uh, again, another one of those things, I picked up the phone to Tustin and said, what do you have available? And they had somebody that was going to be leaving in a month. And so they brought me on and I, I, I shadowed them for a couple of weeks and then I had the job on a temporary basis and then finally got it 
uh, as a recreation coordinator in charge of all their marketing. Those, those quarterly uh, magazines you get in the mail, listing all the classes and the events going on in the city. So that's what I was in charge of. Right. Well, that's one of the things that I want to talk to you about. You know, I I said from the uh, from the jump that we we would not just march through your resume and oh one job to the mm-hmm. next job. But um, you know, when when I look through your experiences, um, I I think one of the things that really sticks out kind of goes back to what you talked about earlier with um all of the different experiences that you got at Cal Poly. You've done a number of different things in municipal recreation. You know, from that marketing. Um, uh, from that marketing element, you did facility, you did facility maintenance. Um, you've done obviously budget development and that sort of thing, working with vendor and vendor contracts, um, in being the executive director of the foundation. I assume you had fundraising um, responsibilities there. Correct. So can you talk about I, I, I think students, some students have a tendency um, to think, well, if I'm in municipal recreation, um, the only thing that you can do is plan new sports. And I'm not really into kids um, when there's actually so much more. Right. So can you sure? Can you oh, talk absolutely. About that? Well, you can really go any direction you want. So, you know, I, you can definitely do youth sports. You can do adult sports. You can be the athletics person. Yep. You can have a love for seniors and, you know, and you could work at a senior center and yep. provide them continued education opportunities, life. Uh, you got to like old people though. If you don't like old people, do not go to a senior center. Uh, <laughs> right. But then you also have like project management. So I talked a little bit about me starting as a landscape architect. You know, even though I couldn't draw, I still had interest. In it, so I've been able to bring that into it. And, you know, part of this field is developing buildings and facilities for people to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so Another component of it. And then, of course, customer service. Uh, and as you continue to go up, it's about building relationships with other departments and with community partners and things like that. And I, I think this is a great field for people that are goal driven, um, especially now during the pandemic and stuff. What a what a blow to our 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 ability to impact uh, and provide services to our community. You know, all of our events have been shut down. All of our classes have been shut down, yeah. but we were able to pivot and we were able to start providing services for our less fortunate, our elderly, you know, they need social interaction. Yeah. So we were doing wellness checks. We were making sure they had the proper PPE, you know, masks and gloves and hand sanitizers. We were delivering food to their homes and doing food drives and stuff like that. So when I came up, I think I came up to Cal Poly about three years ago for one of Bill's classes and um, was trying to highlight this field. And I started asking people in the class, well, what's your interest? And somebody raised their hand and said, you know, I like bicycling. Okay, well, great. You could do and you could design trails, you know, and be connectivity, you know, promote connectivity through a community or through a region. Mm Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I like uh, camping. Great. Well, don't go into maybe not, don't go into Muni Rec, but you can definitely go into you know state recreation opportunities. Yep. That's the, my favorite thing about this profession is anytime I've had an interest, I've been able to bring it into this field and do it. Yep. So you know, for me, I so I ended up starting a, a 
a family camp out, you know, and, and people come bring their families and we did it in a giant sports park. It was awesome. But you know, that's what keeps me going. It's not the same thing over and over each day. I can be creative. I can say, Oh, I've always wanted to do that and then do it. It's the Right. I love that. So, so, t- so t- tell us about that. So is that your, uh, you know, California, everybody has their own side hustle. Is that your side hustle? Uh, remarkable movie nights. Oh, well, yeah, that's different. Yeah. Is that different? Yeah. That's, I call it the college fund, but it's really my guys get out of town fund, but okay. my, my, it's my college fund for the kids. So yeah, uh, you know, being in, in recreation, uh, we uh, in, started in Tustin, we started in the park. And loved it. I love showing that. I love bringing people out into a park and enjoying that experience. So I started my own business, Remarkable Movie Nights, and that's what we do. We, we go out in cities and schools. Businesses will hire us, and we'll go set up big screens in parks or in parking lots and show a film. Again, with the pandemic this year, it just wiped those out. And so we Again, we pivoted and, you know, I went to drive-in movies. So we've mm-hmm. been doing a boatload of drive-in movies for different communities because that's really all you can do. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're probably set up pretty well. Have you been, you've been doing a bunch of them during the pandemic? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and that's just in Orange County. You know, I don't really market it. It's all right. word of mouth. And I get quite a few people that have been referred to me. And uh, yeah, the drive-in movies, we probably did about 15 of them, wow. which is, I've got, family and stuff like that. I don't want to be out every night. So yeah, of course, <laughs> of event planning and, and doing something unique. And right. I, yeah, well, that's a fun side hustle where you could, you could bring the kids too, though. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. The, my yeah. grips. Yeah. <laughs> right. I bet. I bet. So now, um, so now, you know, we're, we're here at your current position. You've, you've been, um, uh, you've been for, for what, almost seven years now, you've been the director mm-hmm. of recreation and community services for the city of uh, Mission Viejo and, and you, you've, you've gone home and, um, can you, I want to, I want you to, if, if you would, um, you know, I know no, no day is the same and obviously we're, we're in, in the midst of a global pandemic. So it, it's a little bit different, but, um, can you give, um, can you give our listeners uh, a taste of what uh, a typical day might look at like for a director of recreation and community services? Sure. Uh, well, uh, you know, a quick taste would be putting out fires, right? The higher you go up, the more fires you're putting out. And, you know, there's always staff challenges where you have to try to get people to work together. And that's, I think, um, rec people are so is you know, creating team, uh, promoting teamwork and getting people to work together and and finding their strengths. Uh, A lot of reports, we have to do generate reports and justify what we're doing. So I'll be crunching numbers on, you know, how many members are coming into our facilities, how many people are coming to events, uh, analyze, you you know, I remember Cynthia Moyer, she did that, my budget class there. And, you know, that taught me a lot on how to manage a budget and figure out how we're going to get through you know, budget cuts or when's the best time to be asking for certain money and uh, to fund different programs. So a typical day is me checking our, our budget, making sure staff's okay. Uh, in municipal government, I have a city manager and I have city council members and I have recreation commissioners. I need to touch base with them to make sure they're 
you know, they're happy and, and we're doing what they're expected of, or we're doing what's expected of us. Um, so it's a lot of management of people and resources, I guess would be the, to wrap that up. That's what I do on a typical day. Right. And All right. Email. A boatload of emails. <laughs> A boatload of emails. Yeah, I think that's a that's a lot. A lot of us are, are, are that's one of our, our big jobs. But um, so you know when we we look ahead to the challenges, obviously the challenges that we're facing now. I mean, you've um you, you've uh, mentioned a, a little bit about the global pandemic, but I I, I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down too far into challenges. Obviously, there are going to be lots of challenges moving forward with coming out of the pandemic. Um, so if, if we could, maybe we could frame it more in terms of opportunities. Like what opportunities do you see for the future as we come out of the global pandemic and people start to go about their normal day-to-day life um, in some form of normality? Well, I would say the opportunities are, you know, we still have an obligation to <clears throat> provide experiences, right, in my field, anyways, and and support the needs of our community. So it's really going to be what wants and feels comfortable with. So, right. you know, for many of our programs and stuff, it, it's just a reality that they're going to be offered differently. We're okay. still gonna, we're still going to offer swim lessons. Still going to let people come in and work out at our gym. We're just going to do it differently. Uh-huh. I think the opportunity for us is to be creative. And that's one of the things that our field is so good at is being creative. And uh, I think that will be the biggest testament to us is being able to work past all the different challenges and still be able to get a product out to our residents and our community for them and their families. For sure, and I, I think you you just hit the nail on the head. I, I, I for our listeners, I promise I did not uh, prep Mark with that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that I, I I could not agree more. You know, Mark, I, I feel like um, obviously our industry, the experience industry, has been um, just hammered uh, in the global pandemic because we we can't get together in big events and we can't get together in these programs that that we. Um, and and these experiences that that ha- are formed the basis of what we do, but what I've been telling our students and where I think we are uniquely positioned is is twofold. Um, one is that there's the deprivation gratification cycle. You know, when you deprive someone of something, they want it even more. And um, I think we saw in the last part of the summer um, that the you know the hotels were overflowing, and and um, despite the fact that people weren't coming in from afar, they were. They were coming in from from uh, you know short term travel, and um, and so 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 we saw that, and I think we'll see that in our programs. But I think you also you you really nailed it in terms of that co creation of experiences and um, and and how we've now structured the major to be uh, to 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 be really experience design oriented. 
And that experience design, a core component of experience design is that co-creation. And what you said, like what our community wants and needs and feels comfortable with, we're going to help design that experience for them. And um, I, I think we are, I, I could not agree more that we are uniquely positioned to be able to do that because of the creativity that's associated with, um, with what we do. And, um, and, you know, uh, it just, I, I hope our listeners, uh, I, I hope our listeners, I was going to say, I hope we give hope to our listeners <laughs> through that reflection, right? You know, because, you know, in these times um, where people are struggling and, and people are dying and, and people um, are, uh, are losing their livelihood, it, it's, it, it, it can feel hopeless at times. Um, but well, I think... And we're... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean no. to cut you off. Keep going. No, go ahead. That's no, I wanted you to. Well, I was just <laughs> going to say that, you know, isolation, nobody wants, well, most people don't want to be isolated. So they're going to come out. And I think we've seen that where people are, you know, they're kind of like over it. Yeah. And so we need to be prepared to welcome them back and create those opportunities for them because they're going to do it anyways. So let's do it in a safe way. Yep. It's good for people's health, mentally and physically. They need to be out and doing things. And I yep. think, you know, whether you're in municipal rec or you're in commercial tourism or extreme sports or, you know, whatever you're doing, uh, we are to adapt. And we, like I said before, we'll be able to provide those services to them. Yep. And people don't want it. So this is the best time to be creative and be yep. an entrepreneur and figure out, okay, what are we doing right now? Bikes and are blowing off the charts because yep. that's what people are comfortable doing and can do. And we're facilitating that we're facilitators. Yeah. And, and uh, a sport that everyone thought was dead golf golf is uh, yeah. exploding. I'm tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis too. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a pandemic golfer. I started golfing about, uh, about three and a half months ago and I cannot get enough. I go, I go and play every single morning at our, our local municipal course and, uh, and, and just love it because, you know, I'm outdoors, I'm socially distanced. Um, the, the closest thing I, um, came to this morning was a couple of wild turkeys and, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just fabulous. I'm, I'm sure you played Dairy Creek when you were here. There's, there's all those yeah. wild turkeys out there, but, uh, um, uh, you know, um, I, I was, I was playing like a wild turkey for sure. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, thank well, I you. I thought so you were going to say you were, you could get it through the windmill and then <laughs> I was going to be like, hey, way to go. Well, you know, the number of putts that I had this morning, I, I was not, I was not putting it through the windmill. No, sorry. Um, the, cl the clown's mouth was shut on me today for sure. But, uh, but uh, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. I know you have, I know you're um, super busy with, um, with plans and, and everything that you have to do as a director. So we really appreciate you paying it forward and um, just want you to know um, how much we still support um, uh, our parks and recreation departments and, um, and just uh, want you to know we're always here and um, we always want to encourage students to, um, to, to get involved um, with, with parks and recreation and uh, 
community services and uh, hopefully we're we're still giving them that solid base of understanding that this is a fabulous outlet for them. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I'm always willing to help Cal Poly, especially Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I'll help Pomona people, but definitely Cal Poly slow. Right. Uh, and if anybody ever had any questions, that's one thing Parks and Rec are. We're always about sharing and, and ha- being a resource for everybody. So if anybody's thinking about getting into this field, please call on me or, or other people that have graduated from Cal Poly and we'll, we'll be there for you. Yes, for sure. And that's something I should probably do more often, Mark, is, is um, um, every every podcast guest I've, I've had has said, yeah, tell students, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And so um, thanks so much for paying it forward. Really appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care.